Thanks for listening to the Dr. Drew Podcast on Podcast One. Hi, everyone. It's Heather Dubrow telling you to check out Heather Dubrow's World on Podcast One. Every week, we discuss the hippest, hottest news trends in health, wellness, parenting style, and so much more, including all things housewives and botched. Download new episodes of Heather Dubrow's World on Thursdays and Fridays on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Well, all form, uh, you've heard me talk about them, a brand new brand that makes premium modular furniture. It's customized to you. They make the best sofas in the game. And uh, listen, I designed mine online, and it came with this wonderful sectional. I designed literally the wood of the stand, the, the legs, as well as the material and colors. It's the coolest way to customize a, a, a sofa. You can pick your fabric, as I said. They've got armchairs, love seats, all the way up to eight-seat sectional. So there's something for everyone. And you can always start small and buy more later on. All form sofas are delivered directly to your home. That's it. You just pull it out of the box and it's ready to go. In the past, if you wanted to order a sofa, it could take weeks or months and you would need someone to come and assemble it. I mean, think about it. How long have you waited for a sofa? No, not with Alform. It comes right away in no time and it's in the mail. shows up at your doorstep. I have an Alform sectional. I picked it out, as I said, in detail and it's it's been exceptionally good. It's just a wonderful piece of furniture. And by the way, it's durable enough that we sometimes use it out of doors. And if getting a sofa without trying it sounds risky, you don't need to worry because you get a hundred days to decide if you want to keep it. It's more than three months, and they have a forever warranty, literally forever. It's very high quality. And they will even send you free swatch kit if that's how you'd want to build your your sofa. To find your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash Drew. And of course, Allform is offering 20% off all orders for our listeners. The Dr. Drew Podcast listeners get 20% off at allform, A-L-L-F-O-R-M.com slash Drew. And welcome everyone to the Dr. Drew Podcast. Uh, all the usual reminders, everyone. Check it out at drdrew.tv. Actually, my guest I'm going to talk to in just a minute. Uh, you can see another interview with him at drdrew.tv, also up at drdrew.com. And uh, Instagram, uh, drdrewpinski, and uh, at TikTok, at drdrew. And, uh, yeah, do, do check out the website, guys. I would love you over there to sort of um, – and if you have – you know, please do uh, write emails on the comment section, uh, the contact section, or the publicity section. And we do read those things relit, you know, carefully. And if you have – Feedback, advice, anything you want us to be doing or pitches, whatever it is, please do contact us there. Uh, today, my guest is Gary Brecka and his whole, as as uh, Gary, as your people say, his whole mashpuka is here. Uh, <laughs> my posse, my, my entourage. His uh, wife and daughter. You can follow Gary at Gary Brecka. Uh, Gary is a biologist. Uh, he's also on the board of the NFL Alumni Association. He's got a, a lot of interesting ideas, and I wanted to bring them to the uh, to the podcast world here that we're doing. He's been named the nickname Celebrity Biohacker, uh, Certified Expert in Mortality. And Gary, I'm going to make you – first, I'm going to have you introduce your family. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. To my right is the lovely Sage Workinger. She's mm-hmm. my fiance and also my uh, business partner, so partner in life and also my partner in business. And if you contact uh, – I don't see the website here. The website is – 
Streamline, Streamline Medical Group. There Medical it is. Group. And if you contact Streamline Medical Group, you're probably going to talk to Sage, I Correct. suspect. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and keep going, Gary. And then to her right is my daughter, Madison Brecca. Um, Madison will tell you she's my favorite kid, but <laughs> all of my kids equally. Um, she's my oldest um, and my daughter. She is following in her father's footsteps. She also works full time for Streamline Medical Group. Do you have some biological training and stuff, too? Did yeah, you I do. I'm the best stick in the game. So I'm she the best is. IV stick. Yeah. <laughs> she Are went to nervous? school for biomedical sciences health services administration so and, i have my the, phlebotomy and my iv certification oh perfect <laughs> okay and we're going to talk about I, infusion therapies and all kinds of stuff absolutely that, that i'm fascinated about i don't know quite as we've talked many times i'm not quite sure what to do with it yet i'm fascinated by it mm. it's it's definitely something it's mm. just i have trouble framing what it is and where to do it and how aggressively to do it that kind of stuff oh, oh i meant to ask you i want to talk this. about that too today. yeah 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 right. i i brought a glutathione product in here because i'm Trying to figure out how to get more glutathione into mm. my system. I yes. did. I did get your nicotinamide mononucleotide, and mm-hmm. I'm taking that every day. Excellent. I also take nicotinamide ribonucleus uh, and our nicotinamide riboside every day. I take, riboside. I take both. Yep. And I now take a B12 that is not a cyanocobalamin product. Yes. yes. So, All right, man. But I started really wondering. Study. But I started wondering how much how much should I take of the B12? Because I mean. I'm probably quite replete in that. Let's just start ask that question quickly. How do you know how much to take of something like that? Um, so, you know, what we do is when we uh, when we look at your genetic predisposition uh, to folate metabolism and B uh, B vitamin metabolism, um, you know, something called uh, pyro pyroluria, uh, which is the your capacity to process B vitamins uh, and zinc light metals. We can see whether or not you're methylating perfectly, whether or not you're partially broken, or whether or not you have a complete deficit. Um, and, and that's not something that – I'm only asking this question because I know people are going to have this thought bubble over their head when they hear you say that. Can't I just figure that out from 23andMe or Ancestry.com? I've got my genetic material there. Yeah, genetic – generally, they're looking at um, non-actionable genes, right? So they're looking at things like uh, ancestry, hair color, eye color, skin tone, detached earlobes. Um, which is all great information, but it's not actionable information. You can't really do anything with that. Yeah. I like to think of a good genetic report as like a pilot's dashboard. There's a lot of things you could put on a pilot's dashboard, but when he's at 39,000 feet, you know, over the Atlantic, he wants actionable information. Yeah. Where am I? How, how much fuel do I have? Where am I going? And so in a genetic report, we really want to distill it down to the pieces of genetic information that we can take action on. Right. I mean, if I know you have detached earlobes, that's, that's great, but what am I going to do with that information? Right. But if I know you have impaired folate metabolism, yeah. that's and, an actionable and, item. And is B12 supplement? And, and let's go further down the folate metabolism path, and that's associated with uh, homocysteine metabolism, which Correct. can get at the whole process of atherogenesis. Correct. How you get cholesterol laid down in your arteries, which people are very focused, and those of you that are from the Corolla world, Vinnie Tortorich, many of you are fans of his, will tell you that the preoccupation with lipids and fats may be a little off target. I could not agree more with that. In fact, you know, we have a predisposition to um, aggressively attack you know, cholesterol, when, and we have a fundamental, I think, paucity of understanding of what cholesterol really is. I oh, mean, boy. I mean, most people think cholesterol is a fuel source. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not a fuel source. You know, cholesterol is a building block. You know, we use it to build cell walls. We build it to use it to build every hormone in the human body. So impairing – Let's let's hang a lantern on that. It is the backbone structure of every hormone we reproduce. 
And and I was thinking about your stuff this morning. I, it seems like you rely on stoichiometry, if I'm right. In other words, we have a chemical equation. It's kind of in an equilibrium going back and forth. And you like to load up on one side to push it in another direction, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah you know, I like, okay. to th- I like to think of it as a, as a sandbag pass. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a sequence. Yeah. Right. And the earlier in the sequence you're impaired, the more further down the line the impair uh, the impairment. So let me go back to folate. So it is is B12 supplementation sufficient to sort of get in the way of that homocysteine problem? No question. Or do you um, need other things? Well, you need you need the entire suite of, of B vitamins. Okay. Um, you know, pyridoxine, riboflavin, thiamine, niacin, pantothenic is it, acid. Is what I get in a B supplement sufficient for that? Yes. What you get in a, um, a multi-B vitamin supplement is sufficient for that. And then as you aptly pointed out at the beginning of the show, you want to have uh, hydroxycobalamin um, – uh, what I preferably, take yep. Um, or methylcobalamin, and certainly well, maybe I'm taking methyl. Methylcobalamin, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah probably, also excellent. Yeah, also excellent. Uh, but it comes up really easy on Amazon. It's no problem. It's not obscure. You don't have, to have trouble getting it. Nope. Um, so, so let's. I, I'm going to make you talk about mortality. I, I, I want to get into the nerdier, weedier stuff with you this time, and then we I'm did on my streaming show. But, but I do. I am going to make you go back and talk about how you backed into this field because it's such an interesting story. But before we do. I mentioned NMN and NR, nicotinamide mononucleotide and nicotinamide riboside. Mm-hmm. And talk about those and why I'm persuaded those are important. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, again, you remind me of my college roommate. I'm already taking these things, so tell me why they're good for me. Right? <laughs> no, no. I, I know why, but I want you to explain it to the audience. Sure. So um, you know, if, if I was to boil – and we're going to get into my background here in a minute. But um, if I was to boil 22 years – of uh, research and um, foray into the study of mortality, which is the study of death, uh, I would say that it boiled down to this single sentence, and that is that the presence of oxygen is the absence of disease. And the converse is true. Um, The absence of oxygen is the presence of disease. And we could spend an entire show going down that um, pathway, but I can promise you that um, a lack of oxygen, a situation called hypoxia, is the catalyst of so many disease etiological pathways I can't even begin to describe it to you. And so anything that um, elevates the capacity of the body to either intake oxygen or utilize oxygen, especially at the level of something called the mitochondria, that is going to have a positive impact on longevity and your health and your wellness, and it is also going to have a negative impact on disease, meaning it's going to reduce the capacity of disease across all spectrums. So NMN um, and nicotinamide riboside, the uh, B vitamins, help the mitochondria to process, to, to run its motor, a little motor called the Krebs cycle. It's like if the, if the Ferrari was the mitochondria, then you would pop the hood and the engine would be something called the Krebs cycle. And it intakes more than just fuel and oil and transmission fluid. Um, it takes these things in and it processes them so that it can create energy. And the more efficient we're able to empower this engine to create energy, then the healthier the biome of that subject. And these precursors are specific to the Krebs cycle and they help the Krebs cycle uh, no, take in and process oxygen. Okay, so I think about it is as the the converse. No, I'm mm-hmm. not. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I think in terms of the converse, because I'm a come from the world of pathology, I think of oxidative stress. Mm. 
And, and so I think, you know, as you said, the NAD, NADPH molecules are involved in the Krebs cycle. And, and really the Krebs cycle probably is just a, a ion channel, a hydrogen ion channel in the mitochondria that has all these crazy properties where things it, – it's a – I remember when I, we were, I was first doing research on this when I was a college student. I'm like – Hey, wait a minute. This is how bacteria produce energy too. Yeah. And people at that point were not talking about the fact that the mitochondria is essentially a, a, a passenger. It's just a, it's a bacteria that got into the probably the plant cell or something and that turned us into animal cells. That's exactly. It's, it's what gave us the possibility. It's a weird um, – uh, a parasite, essentially a parasite that uh, made us human, made us animals. It, it, it's so true. And, yeah. and think about this for a second. Um, you know, all of these are leading to uh, the molecule NAD, right? Nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. Right. So this is a real important molecule. In fact, it yeah. not only resides inside of every cell in the human body, it resides inside of every living cell on Earth. Plant, animal, protozoan, every living cell on Earth contains NAD. Mm-hmm. So just imagine how important that molecule is to life. Yeah, it's, it's necessary for the Krebs cycle to work. No question. Yeah. And so these are the precursors yeah. for that cycle. And, and I always think of it, though, as you, if you're stressed oxidative. You see, oxygen is a highly polar molecule because it can do nasty things mm-hmm. too much, you know, nasty, you know, in, in certain situations. And stuff can start to accumulate. And, and sort of I'm waving my hands as I say this. This is sort of a just-so narrative. But um, as these oxidative uh, – byproducts develop, mm-hmm. NAD kind of cleans it up. Correct. And, and so I want more NAD because in my head, uh, that seems like a aging phenomenon. <laughs> it seems oh, like it would no add to doubt. aging. Oh, but and so when I think about things that, that shorten telomeres and all these things you read about out there, I think, well, I, that may be just symptomatology. I think ultimately I'm looking at NAD. You're all, both all looking at your, your daughter. You must do NAD infusions. Yeah, we do them a lot. So our protocol is once a week for four weeks and then once a month maintenance dose. And, and what does that accomplish? What is that? Why should I do that? So it's And why easy. should I do that as opposed to NM, NMN and NR, which I'm taking already? So I like NAD because it's the only known molecule on earth to biologically reverse your age. I mean, you're increasing the ATP from two coming out of the Krebs cycle to 32. So it's 16 times the amount of cellular energy that you're creating. And, and, and we see, you know, we I've seen NAD use therapeutically in alcoholics and withdrawal and stuff, and it seems to mm. hasten their recovery. We and have that, an NAD addiction protocol. Yeah, that's where I first it caught my attention. I'm like, well, this is doing something. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what it's doing, but it's doing something. Yep. Uh, and then I started reading some of the aging research that I got through the NR stuff, mm-hmm. nicotinamide riboside, and, and – uh, what is that one? I'm blanking on the NMN. No, no, the molecule that's affected in the aging process in in rats and. Mice. Um, I don't think I did that. Uh, you, didn't. you didn't. <laughs> the uh, microphone just fell off the table here, so yeah, Gary's going to come in and fix it. Don't worry, Gary will fix it. Uh, I'm known for for screwing with the mics here. That's why when it fell apart, I assumed it was my fault, but I don't think it was. Uh, just put it in here. Is it adequate. Gary's in here doing it. All right, we got it. No, no extra charge Don't for that. Cut this out. This is an important part of the, po- the podcast. <laughs> when the equipment just falls apart. <laughs> here's the good news, Gary. Oh, that's it, right. We're not live, so okay, good. Gary, here's the good news. Chris, you too. It was me and not Corolla. Good news for you. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, uh, it starts with an S. This molecule that's affected. Sammy. Uh, Sammy. S- no, 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 no. No, it's some other. Anyway, since, since mm, anyway, there's some good literature on aging that got me from yeah. the, this is, has a therapeutic process to it to like this may really do something to aging. So I, I'm still a little unclear 
Uh, how did how NMN and NR and NAD infusions all fit together? So think about it this way: um, every time we talk, if I about, may have you do an NAD infusion before we're done here. Uh, oh, there's oh, no course. doubt. We have it with us. <laughs> oh, shit. No, we brought NAD, so oh, don't shit. don't. Should we do it? Don't even go there. Oh, we'll, <laughs> we'll do it live. Oh, maybe we'll do it at no. dinner. We have to we'll do it right here on the um, podcast because I would I would be interested in seeing what that does. You know what I feel like and stuff. So but I mean, you're going to feel well. Think about a sixteen fold like Madison. No, uh, I get it, but why is that? Why increase? can't I get that with the NR and the NMN? Well, because you're getting the precursor. So now there's one you that is get a full NAD in the yeah, system. Yeah, this is this is actually putting. NAD. Well, why don't I take more NR, more NMN, or what, you know, what's the? Because well, now you're lying, from, relying on your own biophysiological yes, mechanism. Yes, I am. Instead of I'd saying, like to push it in that direction. Oh, then, <laughs> so. yeah, you can definitely do that as well. Okay. NAD. Now, well, how do we know what dose to take on those NMN or NR? I, I just take what sort of. Well, you the take manufacturer the, recommends. Yeah, you take the manufacturer's recommendation because right. that's right. where the majority the, of the research is for right. healthy okay. biomes. But that also assumes okay. that you're methylating properly. Right. Right. So one of the things that we, we were um, going to get into on this show is, you know, what is methylation and why is it important for human beings and what is this whole All right, go ahead. Do it. Go into it and then we'll talk about your history. Okay. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, so – so methylation is, is the process that the human body goes through. Um, and this isn't the scientific definition. This is my layman's definition. It's the process the human body goes through to take substances from their non-usable form and convert them to their usable form. So, for example, we pull crude oil out of the ground. But you can't put crude oil directly into your car because the vehicle doesn't understand crude oil. The vehicle only understands gasoline. So crude oil – has to be refined or methylated into gasoline, and then it can enter the gas tank and the car will run. Human body is no different. Virtually nothing that we take into the human body is used in the form that we take it in. Right. In fact, I cannot, as I sit here as a human biologist, think of a single nutrient that enters the human body in the format that we swallow it that enters a biophysiologic transaction in the same format. I can't Without think of a being transformed. Yeah. Transformed into something, yeah. right? So that transformation process, hmm. that refining process is methylation. Hmm. It's also called one carbon metallism. But before you go further, I, I always encountered methylation in regulatory systems and also disease states uh, in DNA metabolism. Yes, that's DNA where I, that's where I think about methylation, and I, yes. and I and and but that's a weird biology. That's not a that's not stoichiometry anymore. Now that's got enzymes involved and mm-hmm. weird polymerases and things that all kinds of fancy yep. protein metabolism that is terribly terribly complex. I don't know how to, and I don't know that I want to change that methylation. Do I? No, you don't want to change that methylation. Right. But what right. you do want to do is you want to look at. Um, actionable genes in the human body and you want to look at whether or not our bodies are performing the process of methylation properly and in, they're, in, they're in, major in nutrient categories. in nutrient utilization really. nutrient okay. utilization okay. um you know you've you've heard of pyroluria um which is uh the how you process uh, b vitamins and zinc specifically if that process for example is impaired it has potentially devastating consequences, but it's very easy to fix. So, for example, one of the most common gene mutations in the world, and people listening to this podcast are probably going to say, I've been tested for that, or I know somebody that has that, or I've heard of that, um, is called MTHFR, right? We talk about this a lot. Um, And the 
the MTHFR gene. Again, I'm not going to tell you the name. And you tested me and Susan for that too. Yes, and I believe you may may be one. Um, I, I think I probably not be one. You may you may have it. <laughs> we're all in the club. <laughs> yes, we're all. I'm in the club. Oh, you know, know my results? No, um, we don't know your results. Oh, no, we should so, have. But you're today, just you're from what I told you about my family history. Mm-hmm. You're saying yeah, that's with that. your ham family history, yeah. I'm very yeah. uh, suspect that that uh, I would be very surprised. In fact, right. you know my I would be experience too. Yeah. you don't have it. Right. And so, what is that? It's it's an inability to methylate folic acid. It's an ability to to take folic acid as a crude oil and methylate it into the gasoline, which is called 5-methylfolate, right? And while that might not sound like a big deal, what that means is now you're taking in uh, folic acid and unable to utilize it, right? So all of these studies that say, well, folic acid prevents neural tube defects, that's absolutely not true. Um, Folic acid doesn't prevent anything. Folic acid has to be converted into 5-methylfolate. And then the folate prevents a neural tube defect. Mm-hmm. So what if you don't have the capacity or you have an impaired capacity to convert folic acid into folate? Any sense of why that mutation would have developed? Um, does, it, does it associate with something good somewhere else? It's a good question. A survival good something question. somewhere? Because usually, usually bad stuff persists because of some advantage elsewhere. It's a really good yeah. question. I never really thought about it that way. But, um, I mean, it's very prevalent. Um, More than 50% of our patients. So it must have something somewhere else that does something to. And it's interesting because yeah. you see in the breaks, you I'm see the bet, two suballeles I, that lead to anxiety and anxiousness, which I'm gonna, everybody thinks is the same thing, but it's not. Well, and to be fair, uh, anxiety overlaps with OCD. And OCD has a certain amount of uh, adaptive advantage to it. You're careful and you, you right. do things you know, systematically and you learn things well and blah, 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 blah. So maybe that's one advantage. And I'm going to bet there's a hormone something in there. Yeah, there's an um, increased hormone metabolism, sometimes impaired um, yeah. estrogen metabolism. Yeah, I'm going to bet something something of an advantage also, somewhere in terms of reproductive sure. capacity. You know, the, the, the raw materials are found more in vegetables um, than they are in, in meat products. The so folate. The, the folate. Dark yep. green vegetables. Dark green vegetables. Exactly. So diets heavy in dark green vegetables. My, my have wife less had uh, a big serving of... <laughs> Sushi and seaweed, particularly seaweed wrapping of sushi the night before she got pregnant with triplets and insists that's why the fertility is so good. <laughs> she may actually be on to something. I mean, there, an MTHFR is highly, highly associated with multiple miscarriages. Mm-hmm. Um, it's highly associated with anxiety and depression. Um, I have all the, that. I have the, all that. And then the and then the impaired homocysteine metabolism. Right? Impaired homocysteine metabolism. And I've got that for sure too. So you think think about metabolism as um, you know a garden hose, and so this this sequence of events: the further up the garden hose, the closer to the spout that I step on the hose, the the, the further the you know the water flow is impaired. The more the more um, impairment you have. And MTHFR is very early in the sequence. Mm-hmm. So if you think it, uh, you know, estimates go as high as 44% of the population has MTHFR. In fact, I re- recently was reading an article in um, Journal of Integrative Medicine um, that as much as 80% of postpartum depression could be linked directly to the prenatal vitamin. So what do we do to improve that? So what we do is we take the, um, the, we take the methylated version of the nutrient. So instead of taking crude oil, we're going to take gasoline, right? So and that gets through the gut, that gets through the stomach and everything. It does. It gets. It not only does it get through the gut and the stomach, it gets through the gut and the stomach better. 
What's it be, called? What's that because called? Because it's called 5-methylfolate, 5 5-M-T-H. I, I got to get back on Amazon F- and get my 5-methylfolate. 5-methylfolate, yeah. Mm-hmm. So B12 is not enough. And there's really a great study. I don't know mm-hmm. if we can link to it in the Here podcast on in the Journal of Integrated Medicine. Oh, he's for going somebody, on and buying it right now. For somebody right like now. me that has MTHFR, <laughs> the 5-methylfolate pill is my life saver. So it, you feel much better with that. So much better. And I sleep better at night. It's not a sleeping pill, but it just, I say it quiets the squirrels. It just takes my racing thoughts down to nothing so that I can go to bed. Talk, so, talk oh. to people about your uh, recent, well, this is a whole other thing, the exosome thing. Oh, okay, gosh. We'll oh, get to I that. But, that. but uh, Sage had a crazy reaction. You still better? I'm still good. Yeah. She had she had terrible uh, parasomnia. Yeah, par- parasomnia. 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 Yep. And uh, Taste and smell. Yeah. yeah, so she had bad taste and smell since COVID. Not just no taste and smell, bad taste and smell, and yeah. recovered with the stem cells, which was a exosomes, very, very yeah. interesting exosomes. Yeah. Exosomes, intranasally. Yeah, direct five to the source. Folate, 1,000 micrograms, 5 milligrams? Um, I would start with 400 micrograms. Um, 400 so I'll micrograms. I'll just do a half of We the, have it, too. We, we'll send you our formula. It's really okay. good. All right, done and done. A thousand. Work your way up to eight hundred micrograms, and then why work up? Why not just go right to it? Depends on what your breaks are. So once we get your results back, we'll be able to see how many a day will make you feel better. So in the meantime, we'll go to if four hundred won't hurt you at all. Are there? Is this a dropper? Anybody can use four hundred milligrams because everything is a thousand, a thousand, a thousand. Let me see if I can get it. You can get it in less four hundred. And then it's better to take it two x daily if you can. Oh really? Yeah, some methylated nutrient. We use it. I take it right before I go to bed. I take it in the morning. I take it right before I go to bed. And then inevitably I wake up at 4 a.m. and my brain wants to turn on. I take another one and it just quiets my mind until 400 micrograms. I go back to sleep. It's only 10 bucks. Bingo. They're not expensive. All right. Done and done. Organifi, you've heard me talk about this uh, brand. Yep, that's right. Fruits and vegetables have vitamins, minerals. We all need them, but uh, it's expensive. It's time-consuming. It's difficult sometimes to eat in a healthy manner. And if you don't have the time, Organifi's superfood blends make it easy and enjoyable to add more variety and nutrition to your day. Delicious organic powders. You can just add water, stir with a spoon. Enjoy any time. Uh, nutrition, hormone balance, peace of mind. That's right. You can uh, you can sort of have peace of mind that you're getting the nutritional um the nutritional input you need great way to jumpstart your morning energize your afternoon and of course you know uh, we know that our body is an amazing machine but uh, we don't always fuel it right but that is not so with organifi it make it they make it easy to get more of the nutrition you need if you're looking for an easy way to support your body i recommend organifi check out organifi's line of superfood blends Go to Organifi.com slash Dr. Drew. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash D-R-D-R-E-W. Use code Dr. Drew at checkout for 20% off your order. Marie wasn't getting enough sleep. Every night she struggled with poor sleep and restless legs, but then she made a small change. One month later, everything was better. All because she started taking Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers, the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium. Marie left a five-star review saying, quote, I'd give this 100 stars if I could. Within one month of use, I went from daily struggles with restless legs, constipation, and poor sleep to no struggles with any of that. I know it sounds dramatic and far-fetched, but it's true. And Marie is not the only one getting better sleep after taking Magnesium Breakthrough. 
Amanda says, quote, I fall asleep much faster and stay asleep now until normal waking hours. You have a customer for life. And Cross says, quote, on the first night of taking magnesium breakthrough, my deep sleep jumped up to two hours, which has been the highest reading so far from my aura ring. Listen, if you're having trouble falling asleep or staying asleep, one of the best things you can possibly do is to start getting enough magnesium. But please do not run to the store to buy the first magnesium supplement you find. Most magnesium supplements use only the two cheapest synthetic forms. And since they're not full spectrum, they won't fix your magnesium deficiency or help you sleep better. There are actually seven unique forms of magnesium, and you must get all of them if you want to experience its calming, sleep-enhancing effects. That's why we recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Buy Optimizers. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed, and you'll be amazed how much better you sleep and how much more rested you feel when you wake up. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com slash drew. Use the code drdrew10 to save 10% when you try Magnesium Breakthrough. And oh, one more thing. For a limited time, Buy Optimizers is also giving away free bottles of their best-selling P3OM and Massozymes with select purchases. Amazing. So, Go to magbreakthrough.com slash Drew right now to get your exclusive 10% discount plus the chance to get more than $50 worth of supplements for free. Uh, Gary, are you, you're hearing all this. Any questions on your front? I'm, I'm uh, geeking out here. Uh, I'm still just trying to figure out how you managed to knock the mic arm off. <laughs> to be clear to the listener, it's not the part that clamps onto the table. There's a separate piece that you can lift the whole mic arm out of that no one would ever do, and you somehow managed no, to do no. that. No, no, that fell out because the thing fell off the table. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're still getting used to it. It's a new studio in there. You guys are actually probably only the fifth or sixth people to sit at that desk oh, right there. That's right brand on. new, and we've had a different console for about 10 years, so we're still getting used to it. I like this. We feel special. Yeah. They, won't let me, they won't let me order it as a one-time thing you know what's best for podcasting is online shopping <laughs> it's how dare you yes yeah that's, that's really it's, it's good audio online shopping is awesome audio <laughs> yeah good, it's so, good pod my friend you know this this um um folate metabolism and and mthfr and the gene mutations you know without getting su- too super complicated on the show because I, I i don't like people to get lost i want them to have actionable information when they listen to these podcasts um basically what we're doing is we're just finding the missing raw material in the human body and we're trying to give the body the raw material that it needs to do its job. I know we had uh, – you requested that we have some call-ins. Um, no, some people have been through your protocol, And we have several of them uh, that are uh, – you know, have agreed to call in and share their story. Um, Gary, we set up for that? Is that okay? He gave me a phone call. So do a phone call? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So you can text them to have them call in. Yeah, they'll call in. Uh, is Madison their infusion nurse? Is that what happens? That is also correct. I mean, people that have MTHFR or these gene mutations or anxiety, um, like symptoms or uh, you know, poor sleep, ADD, ADHD, OCD, they very often notice a difference as soon as the infusion is done running. It instantly fixes. The Tell the story how you backed into this field. So – um, you know, my background is is interesting. You know, I wasn't always in the wellness space. I was a uh, mortality expert. Yeah, I wasn't always industry. into wellness and health. I was into death. Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're sort of calling it out there. I tried to I, sugarcoat I, I, it. I, I, I'm just a mortality <laughs> space. I'm sorry. It was in the mortality space. Um, but you know, we were extraordinarily accurate. We built models called probabilistic pricing models, which means that uh, we were trying to predict death to the month and. You know, death is easy to predict when you have a pathology or disease or very advanced age or you're on an entire soup of pharmaceuticals. But yeah, that's where we, that's where we have the data commonly available. Like, right. That's why doctors can tell you, well, here's the probability of this period of time 
how this is going to go. It's called prognosticating. That's what we have to do. It's one of part of our job. Right. But just prognosticating your life expectancy, we sort of get very vague about that. But you got very precise about it. We got very precise about it because you know insurance companies um, and and other investment vehicles they're risking tens of millions, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars on properly predicting mortality. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever heard of an annuity, a reverse mortgage, life insurance policy, whole life, universal life, term life policies, all of these use death, mortality, the probability of death to to price this financial services instrument. So there's a lot of incentive to be accurate in predicting death. And the question always was, well, that's easy if you're you know 85 years old and you're ill or you have a terminal illness or you're on a whole battery of pharmaceuticals. Um, we can predict these uh, timeframes. But what if you're a 25 or 30, 35, 40-year-old male or female and you're very healthy um, and your blood work is relatively normal and you don't have any real genetic family history, you're not on any pharmaceuticals, you don't have any pathology disease, how do you predict how many more months that person has on earth? And so what we did was we started from the end and we worked backwards. We realized that every human being leaves this earth exactly the same way. We, once, once you decided to get out of the field, you worked backwards. Yes. Once we H- got how did you decide to get out of it? Because um, you, were, you were able let's, – let's state the history. You were able to predict death with extraordinary accuracy. Incredible accuracy. For any given individual. Gary, yes. does that weird you out a little bit? Ooh, thank you for that. Um, it doesn't weird me out. It weirds Gary, a lot of other Gary. people out. People always ask me, oh. did you ever do your own life expectancy? I say, heck no. <laughs> Why <laughs> well, not? Because I was too weird, good. <laughs> weird you out. Yeah. All right. So, but then you decided that's not a good way to. No, because you know the sad thing was that we could have no influence on the patient. We could right. have no contact with that patient. Right. We could have no contact with the um, treating physician. And the intention of that was good. You know, I'm not licensed to practice medicine, so what they didn't want to have happen was you know some you know back office human biologist like myself that's doing a mortality prediction start to contact the patient, and say, hey, you should take five methylfolate, right. start taking D3, right. get off the beta blockers. Um, it's kind of weird. The insurance companies didn't want to have somebody do that because it improves their risk profile well interestingly they would they let you do it after oh. the policy was put in force oh interesting so interesting. price it price more it to the mortality oh interesting and then extend the time frame you collect oh, premiums <laughs> perfect business model right <laughs> oh my god so um so in any case you know the the career eventually became very, very unrewarding because I got less capable of detaching myself from the fact that there were human beings on the other side of these spreadsheets. Yeah, and uh, I'm—I love data. I'm very data-driven. I'm very analytical. I love science. I love the research of mortality. Um, I love the act of these—you uh, know—predicting, um, you know, death based on these esoteric factors. But what happened over and over and over again, Drew, and it was so glaringly apparent that we could not ignore it any longer. And that is that the three largest um, uh, factors that were impacting mortality, what we call comorbidities, in almost every case, in more than 85% of our LE predictions or life expectancy predictions, they were modifiable risk factors. By the way, I borrowed that term from you. From our modifiable risk factors? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I use that now. Nice. It's just good. part of my vernacular. Good, excellent. Um, so, um, I knew what you were talking about. That's good. <laughs> you did, and, and you framed it so well. I go, oh, God, I'm going to steal that. Um, but they were modifiable risk factors, yeah. meaning um, chronic anemia. Um, let me just, just take that one for a second. 
someone that has just chronic anemia, meaning they are chronically hypoxic, chronically low on oxygen, chronically exhausted, chronically poor sleep, um, they, they have uh, poor uh, endurance, this is a massive impact on mortality. And it's a comorbidity across all different types of disease processes. So now you have somebody who's chronically anemic. Why are they chronically anemic? You see the physician trying to treat them over and over and over again with folic acid, B vitamins, and iron, which is usually what you do with somebody who's anemic. But they're not thinking about this process of methylation. So if you give somebody folic acid that's anemic, that has the MTHFR gene mutation, it's like putting more crude oil in the gas tank. The gas, the car doesn't understand that folic acid. It had to be methylated into folate. So people had chronic anemia, even though they were being treated for anemia, but their body wasn't responding. And so we started to see that these gene mutations had massive impacts on mortality. And at some point, we started looking at genetic mutations to say, hey, if this person has MTHFR, their anemia is never going to respond unless somebody figures that out and starts to supplement them with 5-methylfolate. And then the anemia goes away. Or they would give them B vitamins, but instead of a methylcobalamin, they were giving them cyanide-based B12, cyanocobalamin, which was actually making the process worse. Cyanocobalamin is a cyanide-based B12 that actually steals oxygen from the cell. Um, takes One it. thing that happened to me personally, which is kind of why I became obsessed with this, I had I would I was kind of going in a spiral and um, having major anxiety, depression, and panic attacks, which I had never had before. And we we ran my labs, and LabCorp labs came back that I was sky high in B12. But the, we did a cellular uh, – what's that test? Cellular nutrition assay. Yes. And I was almost completely deficient in B12. And I'm like, well, which test is wrong? One of these has to be wrong. And this is when it kind of clicked that we were like, wait a second. I'm just not processing the B12 I'm taking. So we looked at the label on the gummy you know, women's ultra multivitamin that everybody in the world takes off the shelves of CVS or Walgreens and realized it had cyanocobalamin and folic acid. So we ran my genetic test, figured out I'm basically allergic to both of those things. And that's, I was putting it in my body for four months and that's where all the problems started. Interesting. So once we fixed that and I went to methylcobalamin and folate, then I was good to go. Now we have a couple of uh, cases here, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you see them on the board there? Hmm. Is that um, – Oh, yeah. And, ah, yes. And is that the topic we're talking about or is that yes. exosome stuff? Uh, that's the topic we're talking about. These are these are patients of ours that have had um, you know, methylation pathway deficiencies and we supplemented them with different nutrients, B12, um, uh, folate. The, see, I, I have know, x-ray vision. <clears throat> I, I know that Madison infused at least one of those couples. She probably infused <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I have actually vision. everyone she, on she, there has had an she gave IV. Me, she glanced at me and gave me one look. I went, oh, those are her clients. Yeah. Those are <laughs> so, all right. Let's talk to them. Uh, Paul and Kari. Paul and Carrie. Paul and Carrie. Hey, Hickman. Paul and Carrie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good to talk to you. Hey, so we're Morning. just talking about what you've experienced with these replacement uh, sort of interventions. Talk to us. What? What? I think the most remarkable thing is, I mean, you know, when when we met Gary. Uh, you know, he started exposing us to some of these options, and we felt better at age 40 than we did at age 30, and really fortunate to be uh, surprised with a new addition to our family that we blame on Gary. Wow. And, uh, Fertility. I get 15% of everything that child That's produces. That's insane. <laughs> 
That's so fascinating. We had had a, a lot of challenges with the the first two children, huh. and so we see a lot uh, of really that. the only thing in our lives that had changed was working with Streamline, and you know here we have this healthy baby boy come along with no interventions and, and nothing, and hey. it's a real blessing and, for us. And Madison, um, what did you do with these guys? So we did the blood lab test, and then we switched their diet, and then methylation as well. So we got them methylating properly, then we put them on the right hormone supplementation, and then got them eating the right food. So with uh, methylation properly, they're able to hold the placenta more efficiently, um, the placenta lining where the baby attaches. So therefore, you don't have a high risk of miscarriages. Hmm. And then IV infusion, stuff like that. Myers cocktails, which you can do weekly. What is that? NAD. So Myers is the best, like, gold standard for IVs. It's the most amount of vitamins you can put into an IV bag without them crystallizing. So it's ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C. Um, it's calcium gluconate, magnesium chloride. And then we do hydroxycobalamin. So the B12, that's what everyone feels so good on because mm. we don't use cyano. And then we do um, a B-complex. Well, guys, thank you for. Uh, wh- why did you did you know that you needed something? Were you was something out of whack with you guys, Paul, Kari, Carrie? Yeah, this is Carrie. We, um, you know, we just I, I think are on a quest for better health in general. Okay. Um, we're you know we didn't start having kids till thirty five, so in our minds we have to live until we're a hundred now to yeah, <laughs> um, really fully you know be with those kids through the prime of their life and enjoy that. And so we were just on a quest to improve our health overall, ran into Gary. I mean, for me, my journey was um, really the brain fog. You know, a lot of moms, we call it mom brain, Mm -hmm. Um, just feeling (laughs) like constantly tired, constantly run down, really forgetful. Um, And and we just, I think in mom world, you just justify that. You're like, oh yeah, that's totally normal. And everybody has the same problem and ran into Gary, did the methylation, did the blood work. Um, changed some things about diet and what we were, the supplements we were taking, and that has completely eliminated itself from my life. Hmm, and that has been a game changer for me as a mom. And so We got probably one of I my think- favorite testimonial videos from their son. Oh, their son, yeah, mm-hmm. sent us a video. Like, so cute. Half the office was bawling because we, we also treated the son for uh, methylation. He's a young boy. Um, you know, he had some ADD, ADHD, and some. Behavioral hmm. issues. Um, Paul and Carrie, thank you so much for sharing the story with us. What what diet changes? So we put um, Paul on keto, correct, Gary? Yes. Okay. I know all about. We know all about that. We've done a lot of mm-hmm. stuff on this show on that. So that helped with his fertility. And then hormones. So with him, he had really low testosterone, but he had high enough free test. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of replacing it with testosterone, we put him on a booster program. So gonadarellin and clomiphene. To boost his... Uh, boost his natural production. You guys prescribe clomiphene? Do you have to have somebody do that Once for Once a week. Yeah, the doctor are overseeing. Yeah, you have a physician that oversees that. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and then did she require anything, Carrie? Um, I believe we put Carrie on progesterone, I want to say. Because I was going to say, the stuff she's talking about uh, oftentimes responds to hormone therapies of various mm-hmm. types. So. Yes. And blood sugar regulation. Mm-hmm. We helped uh, with a little bit metformin and then switched them to berberine. As more of a. You want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, berberine is a root, um, and there are a number of clinical studies that show that it, as a glucophage, something that actually lowers, uh, you know, sugar in the blood, it is as effective, if not more effective, than metformin without the gastrointestinal side effects. You know, a lot of. How do you avoid stimulating appetite with stuff that drops blood sugar? Um, well, you know, the initially a fall in blood sugar um, causes uh, it triggers uh, the appetite, but that is when blood sugar is falling. Once blood sugar has fallen, 
you are no longer hungry. So if you've ever gone to a restaurant, when you got there, you were ravenously hungry. So you ordered everything on the menu. That's because when you arrived to the restaurant, your blood sugar was falling. But let's say it took so long for the food to come out that by the time the food hit your table, you are no longer hungry. Mm. That's because your blood sugar had fallen. And now once your blood sugar is lower, your, your body actually shuts off the sensation for, for hungry. So if you can battle and through the drops in blood sugar to where your blood sugar on average is low and begins to look like rolling hills, not like a heart monitor, then you lose those cravings. So you can actually fight cravings on a ketogenic or low-carbohydrate diet if you can get yourself through the first four to seven days. Let's talk to Kristen and Brady. Hey, guys. Hi, how are you? Good. So, Kirsten, what did what what did or Madison? What did you do for Kirsten and Brady? So, we've done a lot with them. Um, they live in our hometown for our main clinic in Naples, Florida. So, they do IV infusions. Um, they did the blood work as well and methylation. That's what I need. <laughs> yes, those are the. Those are the we're gonna I, we're gonna stick you. And, and Kirsten, how did that go? So it was actually the <clears throat> so the the methylation testing is probably what's been the biggest game changer. For myself, my husband, Brady, and for our two small girls, we have a six-year-old and a four-year-old, and they are completely different children when they take their vitamins. Um, Our oldest has some pretty heavy anxiety, so she is a little worrywart and a rule follower, and all those things have to be perfect. And when she takes her medicine, she kind of just chills out, calms down, doesn't freak out about everything anymore. It's still there, but it's not as intense. Um, same for me. I had heavy anxiety also. and um, It's interesting, this the, and the being, OCD version of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it's probably what we've been talking about here. And, and Brady, how about you? I, for me, it's been helpful with business. It's been helpful, you know, doing day-to-day tasks. I'm sleeping better, um, and mm. I've really noticed, a, you know, a dozen different things where it's actually helped. And a lot of times, I didn't realize I even had issues before. I mean, I thought I was eating healthy and exercising and doing everything right, but there are certain foods and certain things that I had no idea that, you know, I shouldn't be including in my diet. Is this, again, back to carbohydrate metabolism? Mm-hmm. Folic acid, Folic acid. So when people, you know, go on to either a gluten-free diet or they go keto diet, the reason they end up feeling so much better is because they're not putting folic acid. Because everything that says enriched or fortified, so bread, cereals, pasta, rice, I always tell people, I mean, either go gluten-free, organic, or imported. Because if you get imported pasta from Italy, for instance, hmm. they don't spray their grain source with folic acid. Interesting. Only our government decided to do that in 1993. Oh, let's let's enrich everything. And if, if we don't use, the, if we don't methylate the folate, what difference does it make? If you don't methylate it, then it. Uh, then but why does it? Why does it make you feel bad? Well, because one of two things happens. Um, first of all, you your the the amount of folate that you need is reduced, and you have an excess of. Folic acid. Remember, we have to methylate it to get it out of the body as well. So the process of methylation is the same way that we use light metals, right? We use we use a lot of light metals in the body like B12, zinc, magnesium, really healthy metals. And if we have a problem with methylating light metals, we also have a problem methylating heavy metals. So it's true that the body can break down lead, arsenic, mercury. It just does it at a very slow rate. So generally people that have impaired methylation are uh, – predisposed to heavy metal poisoning because even normal levels of heavy metals that are passing through the bloodstream are not being 
um, broken down, so therefore they're rising. Kirsten, Brady, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Okay, guys. Yeah, it's all interesting stuff. I, 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 and it's not – you guys are obviously ahead of the curve with mm-hmm. this. This is not sort of standard practice. And and, we're, and let's be clear, I'm not making medical recommendations here today. I just ran into Gary and thought this stuff was very interesting. And uh, I'm adjusting my own – personally, I'm adjusting my own diet and nutrition. And, you know, I'm trying to – I'm not exactly young anymore. So I'm trying to pay attention <laughs> to these things. Um, and I do think NR made a difference, and that sort of caught my attention. That, that there's, yeah, that there's probably stuff out there I don't know about because it's not clinically relevant to pathology that may be relevant to preventing things and a living longer yes. better. And it's not even just so much living longer anymore. Because I don't know how many of you <clears throat> hang out with 90-year-olds, but I don't want to spend too long as a 90-year-old particularly yeah. uh, unless I have an extraordinarily you know, um, lucky uh, uh, sort of constitution by the time to get to that age. Given my family history and stuff, I'm betting not. Right. <laughs> so, so I at least want to live well every moment till I get to that point. Gary wants so, to well, live I'll to 140. I'm like, do you really, yeah. though? You have to hang out with old people. You're like, that's Gary, before you, before you decide you want to spend 30 years like that. He yeah. wants yeah. to be the oldest man alive, I feel. That's okay. You can do that just to make a point. <laughs> yeah, just but, to make uh, a but point. It won't, but it will not be a fun 20 years. Trust me. <laughs> Living 20 years as a v- advanced age. Go hang out with a very, very yeah. older patient for a while and see if you want to spend a long time like that. Yeah. Um, I, but, you know, one thing about COVID, I don't think we've talked about this, mm. is that it, it, gave, it should have given people an opportunity to talk about their end-of-life plans with their family. Like, yes. I don't ever want to be in a nursing home. If I am so far debilitated that I have to be in a nursing home, no. I don't know. They've right. got good happy hour and puzzles. Uh, if, and <laughs> puzzles. No, no, if a, a, a independent living environment, I'm cool with that. But but I'm if sure. I am if I need institutional support 24 hours a day, mm. no. Sorry, yeah. that's it. I'm, I'm done. Peace out. Because uh, that means somebody needs to move me in bed. Two people need mm. to move me in bed. Somebody needs to feed me. Uh, How many activities of daily living are you willing to lose? Two? Of the uh, five? I just don't, want five. To, I don't, just don't need institutional support. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind being – um, impaired, uh, I won't like it. But if I have some ability to move about and take care of myself, fine. I don't want to be a. I don't want to need institutional yeah, support. Gary yeah. already qualifies for, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. for different, need, ha- different kind of institutional support. <laughs> yes. Different thing. I Sorry. need help with bathing. Different, toilet different institutional. No, no, no. Ambulate. That's different kind of institution. <laughs> so, <Okay>. so <laughs> um, but I no, I seriously and, and, and talk about. <laughs> You know, what's your family, what your wishes are, and make them mm-hmm. explicit and write them down because these are inevitabilities of life and it should be as gracious and, and um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Gary, this has been my day where it's going to get bad when Corolla gets in here. Um, oh, well, grace, we're going to get you on uh, vitamins. Yes, graceful aging. Graceful, but um, with dignity. Dignity is the word I'm looking for. Thank you, Gary. Mm-hmm. This should be as dignified as any other part of your life and should be planned for. It's reality. It's just how yes. it works. But part of that is living well as long as possible, um, not just living long, but living well. Right. Yes. Uh, I, I will tell you this. Most of our, our, our patients will say something like, you know, when they start uh, methylated vitamins or they get their hormones balanced, they'll, they'll contact the office. They'll say, oh, my God, I feel amazing. And I remind them that they actually don't feel amazing. Um, that they actually feel normal. Mm-hmm. But most of us have had a, such an erosion in our baseline sense of normalcy that we have accepted a physiologic well, we state. Oh, we just call that, that aging. It's just yeah, we call older, it aging. It's older, such so. a cop-out. You know, I should wake up sore and achy. I'm 55 years old. I should be stiff and sore when I go to the restroom in the morning. I should be foggy uh, in the mornings and for half the day. The soles of my feet should hurt when I get out of bed, and none of that is true. 
Um, you know, we are meant to thrive into older ages, and we have the capacity to do it right at our fingertips. It's just that most people don't have a roadmap for how to do it. So, who, if streamlinemedicalgroup.com is where you can go if you have any questions or are interested in this, who, who should be showing up? Um, who do you want to? Well, anyone that by? just wants to be optimal, right? We, we, um, no one walks through our doors to be average. Right. Um, so, people that are actually looking to have um, an optimal level of existence and health, better brain function, you know, improve short term memory, deeper delta wave of sleep, more restful sleep, improve wake energy you know you, you'll notice if you hang around most of us we have energy through the roof we'll, we'll talk about exosomes and, and stem cell like you guys are into that too so um so those are the two buzzwords the fda does not let you use anymore oh. <laughs> but it's okay so, so they, um, because these are not approved therapies right they're not approved therapies um topical use homologous use what they call um uh minimally manipulated cells that can be used for in a homologous use environment so like for like if it was in a joint a joint if it was on the skin in the skin um so topical applications are becoming very popular using those types of uh, uh mesenchymal cells in facial treatments hair restoration um those those types of treatments structural support in joints um are these injected or are they topical they're injected and applied uh either injected or applied topically um, the nose biologics uh, have seen a very rapid rise in recent years. There have been clinical studies for their use um, in in COVID. There have been some uh, um, studies where they've been nebulized or infused in uh, severe uh, COVID cases. Uh, but these um, these different types of uh, of biologics have extremely um, um, profound impact on the human body on tissues and uh and what have you so they're they're becoming more and more and more popular for sure you know whether it's platelet-rich plasma or stem cells we've known for a while the Mm -hmm. anti-inflammatory properties are remarkable oh and they're not and they're organic you know they're quite you know that's your own cells producing the material so pretty hard to have a reaction to your own platelets Um, you know when you take your platelets out of your bloodstream and you spin them down and interestingly it's not the platelet that that it's really um, providing the impact. It's what's inside the platelet. It's called growth factors. And so when you can take platelets from your entire bloodstream and concentrate them into a specific area like a rotator cuff um, or knee or hip or shoulder, um, basically what you're doing is just harnessing the power of the human body and concentrating it in one area. They call it platelet-rich plasma. But you can really think of a platelet as like the pinata. And the confetti that's inside are the growth factors. So the real prize is not the confetti. It's not the, or sorry, it's not the uh, pinata and it's not the platelet. It's the growth factors inside. So we want that platelet to actually release those growth factors. And, and they're anti inflammatory mediators too. It's both. You yes. have two first. Yep. I have the privilege today of telling you guys about Bowl and Branch, started by a husband and wife team. They wanted to create a textile company that cared about the details. And man, you will feel the difference. It's so exciting when you buy a pair of these sheets. They have amazing standards. Things, These sorts of sheets and pillowcases normally cost tremendous, a lot, quite a bit more. The feel is soft. It is smooth. It is super satiny. It's a weave that gets softer with every wash. That's crafted to the highest standards. Perfect balance of weight and breathability. And uh, yeah, give your give your bed what the White House uses treatment with sheets that three presidents have literally fallen in love with. You've heard people talk about Bowen Branch before. They are designed and manufactured for maximum comfort and durability. 
So there's no middleman between you and Bull and Branch. You get the luxury quality for the fairest price. It really would cost a lot more to get get this quality uh, at this price. Scott and Missy Tannen co-founded Bowl and Branch after being disappointed themselves. And now you can experience the comfort of Bowl and Branch. And to experience an entirely new standard, visit bowlandbranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code DREW. That is B-O-L-L and branch.com, promo code DREW. BetterHelp, you've heard me speak about them, of course, repeatedly. And, you know, your mental health, your happiness, it, it's worth it to invest a little time and energy into it. BetterHelp will assess your needs. Uh, you can start communicating in under 48 hours. They will set you up with your own licensed professional therapist. Not a crisis line, not self-help. It's professional therapy. Broad range of expertise available. And the service is, of course, available worldwide. You can log into your account anytime, send a message to your therapist, and you will get timely responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to deal with the uncomfortable you know, waiting rooms and office visits. And I think people are getting used to, in the day of lockdowns and whatnot, the use of Zooms and technology to deliver health care. And it's a great way to do it. BetterHelp, as I've said repeatedly, I've referred family, I've referred patients, and have been very pleased with the professional quality that they offer. And it's more affordable than traditional therapy. Financial aid is available, and they want you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read the testimonials that are posted daily at betterhelp.com slash reviews. Again, go to betterhelp.com slash Drew to get started. That is better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of a better help experienced professional. And in fact, so many people are using BetterHelp, they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we have a special offer for the Dr. Drew Podcast listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash drew. AMCN, of course, I, I've been teaching you guys about that for quite some time. People could be surprised and get caught off guard. An emergency medical flight uh, may not get covered by your insurance. And even if it is covered with comprehensive services, you can still get hit with deductibles and co-pays. Protect your family, protect your finances with an Air MedCare Network membership. And as a member, if an emergency arises, the expense of air medical transport is completely covered when flown by an AMCN provider. Membership costs as little as $85 a year and covers your entire household every day, even when you're away from home. That is just pennies a day. We all know the unexpected can happen, and with an AMCN membership protection, it is protection that no family should be without. For a limited time, as a Dr. Drew podcast listener, you'll get up to a $50 e-gift card when you join. Simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com. That is airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash Drew and use offer code Drew. And, yep. and I know, uh, I guess you're not, the FDA is sort of not using the word exosome or whatever. I'll use it because I'm a, I'm a, I'm, t- I'm, see, a, as a clinic physician, you're not restrained by the FDA at all. Mm-hmm. You understand the FDA is an advisory panel and it helps us, it, it determines what can come to market and under what circumstances. Mm-hmm. But as physicians, we, we can do anything we want. We, we just, whatever is right for the patient. Right. Um, do you, well, I'm just curious about, uh, generalized exosomal infusions and things like that. I know, let's not talk whether you can or can't do it. What might be the benefit in medicine? So with exosomes, they travel to every single site of inflammation and virtually bring inflammation in your body to zero. I mean, if you think about that cell versus like your own PRP, if you put it on your face or um, into a joint, you heal as the age of the host. So I'm 23. So if I put my own topical PRP into my skin, 
it's great. I'm going to heal as a 23-year-old. Um, but as a 50-year-old, 60-year-old, if you take out those platelets, you're going to heal as a 60-year-old. Now, you're going to have benefits from the injections or from topically microneedling it. But when you take that placenta-derived um, allograft tissue, that's the big, long, scary word we have to use. <laughs> <laughs> She's so well-trained. You then heal as you would a newborn child because the cell is so new. It's not differentiated yet. Um, so mixing the two has been the best for topical treatment. Uh, so you draw the patient's blood, spin it, extract just the PRP, um, add and you in, mix it with the allographic. Add in the allograft tissue, and then you put it, microneedle it into the skin. So it helps with um, sunspots, aging, really deep into the crow's feet, microneedling things of that nature. And then systemic. Uh I'm just systemic uses, systemic yeah. Use systemic that. use that is is not really it's not a thing allowed. Yet. Yeah, it's not yeah, thing anymore not by the FDA. You have to go outside of the United States, right, you know, Panama, right. Medellin, um, Mexico. But there are some amazing clinics where you can go and get those treatments. Um, you know, a vast uh, number of professional athletes and an even higher number, even percentage of uh, MMA fighters will leave the country in their in their off season and go get knee, hip, shoulder. Um, injections infusions um, for accelerated tissue repair for accelerated um, repetitive use injury mm. you know repairing from repetitive use injuries here we do a lot of PRP lots of platelet rich plasma um, because you know that is well studied and, and not as not as frowned upon um, but the systemic use of stem cells and, and exosomes we we have to be careful of because uh, really is frowned upon by the FDA unfortunately Interesting. Uh, yes Gary Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and it, the tell us the, the Sage's story with. The, are we allowed? Is she allowed oh to talk yeah, yeah. It? We can talk about that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'll tell you, um, and I, I'll, I'll let you hear from her from her own mouth. But um, she did an intranasal infusion um, of exosomes called. Was Juvet, it just so. like let's try this kind of thing? Like she was having all these terrible sensory experiences. You know, well, yeah, we have a, we have a physician. Yeah. We guinea pig myself, but really but it was just somebody used together. Everyone thought this might work. Yes. We ended up meeting the um, <coughs> doctor who owns the cell line um, mm-hmm. in New York, and they were talking all their you know nerdy science stuff. And I said, um, I rose my hand like, "Hey, on a personal, like, selfish level, here's what I have going on. I got COVID at the beginning of March 2020, lost taste and smell for six weeks, had nothing. When it came back, it came back incorrectly. It took me a few months to figure out that it was called parosmia and phantosmia. So I'd have phantom smells nobody else would smell. Mm-hmm. And there's three different categories of the parosmia. Mine was the rotten sewage taste Lovely. and smell. It was Beautiful. awesome. Um, other people deal with like a ashtray uh, exhaust fume smell. And then other people have a chemical metallic. That's mm. from my research mm. and, and being part of these different Facebook. Anybody recovering from COVID have any of that stuff? You're you're not going crazy. Yeah, you're not crazy. Oh, definitely not. It was real. It was real, and it was um, depressing yeah. and hard and you lost because weight. I lost way too much weight, about yeah. 15 pounds. Everybody would tell me you need to eat a cheeseburger. People were you know pulling him to the side. Is she anorexic? Is she bulimic? Like what is going on? Um, no, it's just everything tasted like rotten poop. Yeah, her family was worried about her. I mean, that, she, all good. She complained about it all the time. She's like, um, you know, Gary, does this does this toothpaste taste rotten? It tastes rotten to me, and I would taste the toothpaste. It didn't taste. And you rotten ended at all. up dropping in some exosomes, mm-hmm. yep, nasally, very very slowly, about two and a half mLs on each nostril, and it took me about forty minutes to do. And as I was doing it, he was cooking eggs and ham, and I usually I wouldn't even be able to be near the kitchen if he was doing that. And I discovered that a few months ago, like maybe two months ago, that if I wear a nose plug, then I could eat eggs and ham. But otherwise, I couldn't be in the same room. Crazy. 
So he was making the eggs and ham as I was dripping it in. I didn't even realize it, which I thought was wild. And then he had the plate. I was too lazy to go get my nose plug. So I took a bite. This is literally three minutes after I finished doing this this Mm -hmm. drop. And... I took another bite. I took another bite, and then I burst into tears. And he was like, "What is going I, I on?" I didn't know like, what was going on. I said, oh, "Baby, are you going to throw up? Like, what's going on?" I mean, just her whole face wrinkled up, and then I threw my phone on and videoed it in case she threw up. And it ended up actually being a good video. <laughs> but, but I burst into tears. He's like, "What's wrong?" I said, "Nothing. It, it it doesn't taste like poop." And he was like, "What does it taste like?" I said, it tastes like eggs and ham. I haven't tasted eggs and ham since two sick. years ago. Oh, now we're having the opposite problem. She's eating everything in sight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so, She's, she's fine. Yeah, she's I'm fine. trying to don't, get my hands on some it. Delta variant to re-inoculator. She's fine. She's fine. Um, I am hungry. <laughs> well, guys, we got to wrap years. this up. Sage, Madison, Gary, thank you so much. The website is streamlinemedicalgroup.com. You can follow Gary on Instagram at Gary Brecka, B-R-E-C-K-A. Um, Maybe I'll get some NAD from you guys. Yes. I'm thinking about all this right stuff. Right after the show. Let's I've do obviously it. got my 5-prime folate coming, my 5-methyl prolate coming. <laughs> I've got my NMN, my NR. I've got some uh, the proper kind of B12. And, uh, we'll have your test results in the next week. And I'm like, going to have some genetic week. testing to yep. document my MTHFR. Maybe we can even – you know, we'll be maybe – and, and if those of you think it looks like motherfucker, that's what it actually that's, is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can say that on the air. <laughs> okay, we weren't sure. Uh, and and, uh, and we may maybe you can like we'll do it by phone sometimes. Sometimes I do just call in shows here, and maybe for one of those, we'll, Gary, maybe we can do one of those. They can call and give me oh, a report. Love part to. Of that, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually just went and told someone else in this building. I think Adam would be very fond of Gary. As well. Very yep. much so. So we'll yeah. we'll see. I, I doubt you're done with the Corolla verse. That would be great. Good, excellent. So we'll see you on ACS or on Take a Knee or something like that. Awesome. Uh, Adam, I was thinking about another friend of mine, too, that uh, does a pod that is very much about nutrition and sports and optimum performance and things. He's very knowledgeable, and maybe I may refer you guys to him, too, just to kind of – because this is a – I mean, to you guys, it's all super clear. To me, it's kind of a work in progress yes. to kind of get us to the all to the right place, yeah. uh, and it's something that – it's not – Got the attention of traditional medical research pathways. So you have mm. to you have to really pay attention to what's out there and find it and look for it and find yes. people that that read this literature and know it. And that's why I'm attracted to you guys. And and you have and the proof is in the pudding. Of course, you have some great outcomes. That's why I want amazing people to call in. So awesome. Uh, thank you guys for calling in at Gary Breck again on Instagram, uh, streamlinemedicalgroup.com, and uh, maybe there's more to talk about. Oh my god, so, I, would, I would love yeah. to come back. Yeah, yeah so I'm thinking you may, may be here again too. So all right, it. we'll see everybody next time. Awesome, excellent. For Colin Times and Topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D-R-D-R-E-W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. Only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com. 